Willie and the Leafs down the wild to close out the Sweden Global Series finale. We'll tell you about the game. We'll talk a little bit about some potential trade rumors that are floating around as well in Leafland. All that more on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Leafs-centered podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the code uh, promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. What's going on, Dave? How was your weekend, pal? My really, really busy, especially Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you had the the 8 a.m. wake up for the Leafs and Wild game. Crazy game. We'll break that down in a minute. And then uh, you got to go to the Grey Cup. You were covering it for Sportsnet. How was that uh, experience? Oh, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, a little tiring because, you know, watch the game, the Leaf game in the morning. thought I was going to have my pregame that that didn't happen. Uh, great cup. The game itself was awesome. The halftime show was even better. Green day got to knock that off my bucket list, seeing them live. So nice. Can't complain too much about that one. Yeah, no, look, look like a really, really fun game. Obviously I was kind of tracking it. I was driving back to Toronto from Niagara during the game. So I missed the, uh, the, the halftime show, unfortunately, but I, I've heard good things about it and I plan to go and check it out on YouTube. Um, which is also where you can find the Locked On Leafs podcast. If you're listening on audio, you can find us on YouTube, new content every single day. Um, but let's get into that uh, that Leafs win over Minnesota. They've now won four in a row, and uh, they completed the sweep in Sweden. And really, all thanks to one William Nylander, the Swedish king. He was just, he's been unbelievable this season. Uh, he's now at 17 straight games with a point which puts him eighth all time um, on that list. And it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Like the dude, just every single game, it just re- he, he just comes alive at some point. It was easy. He picked up an assist in the first period, but then scored the game-winning goal to ice things. Um, and it, it really, you couldn't have wrote a, a better story for how things played out with him and the Leafs in Sweden. No, right? Like it, it was it was kind of the fairy tale was already written for Nylander going into this weekend. There was just something about him too. Like, I don't know if you saw the appearances he was making too on Swedish uh talks, like all the talk shows yeah. and stuff. He was like, everywhere, man. Like he, he was, was owning yeah, he was owning this slate. weekend, right? Like it's no surprise too. Like he always plays well in Europe too. Like after the Leafs get eliminated from the playoffs, goes and plays in the world championship, and he's like you know, the McDavid of the world championships. Right. Yeah. But it, it's the way it's the, it's the way he did it too. Right. I mean, the overtime winner and the game, the, the first game, how that line was just flat out dominant. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's it makes and I get a text. And I hate to bring this up, but I get a text as soon as Neander scores that overtime goal. Not oh, yeah. that, oh, what a beautiful goal by Neander. Um, is he gonna stay? Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna is, move to is, Florida. Is he pricing himself out of out of Toronto? Like that's yeah. a legitimate question. Here's the thing, though. Like if you go look at cap friendly, there's not a lot of teams that have cap space. Like, and I know that the cap's going to grow, um, but you know, if this guy wants to be with a contender, a lot of these contenders are in the same boat that Toronto's in. You know what I mean? Like that—that's something that I've started to to realize myself. Like, it, I, yes, I understand that he's he's definitely increasing his value game by game. It seems, and now like you may have to pay the guy 10, 10, five to to keep him. Like, if he continues this down this path all season, but there's not a lot of teams that are going to be, you know, able to do that without having to do some sort of cap gymnastics like Toronto's going to have to do to make this stuff work. So, you know, the, the more that I'm starting to think about, oh, is he going to leave? I'm like, where's he going to go? Like, there's just, there's just not a lot of teams that can really afford it without having to, you know, do a lot of legwork behind the scenes to make it work. And Toronto's just as likely to put in that legwork than any other team, no? Yeah, I mean, and, and look, everyone... I've, I mean, just even going into the season, nobody really thought had an inkling that he wanted to leave Toronto. We we knew the Leafs were going to have to pony up, right? Obviously, more now than we did before. Yeah, but I, I I think it's it's I think what he's really showing right now, other than that he wants to get paid, is that he's he wants to he's taking his game to the next level for Toronto. He's made it known that he doesn't want to play anywhere else either. Situations can change. I do get that, but he, I, it's Nylander doesn't scream to me as a player that's just going to have a sudden change in tone unless the Leafs do something to make him really want to change his mind. I just don't see that happening right now. I think they value Nylander. Nylander knows he's valued. The contract talk will obviously dictate a little bit of that, but I, I just I'm not in that stage that maybe where some other people are thinking that he's he's already like booking his ticket to another another city. No, no. Like, I mean, the, the conversation's valid. Like, is he pricing himself out of Toronto just because, you know, you can't I mean, they've done this for years, but like, you know, you, you can't have four guys making 10 plus million dollars. It's like, well, we'll see. Really, it's just like a one-year cap crunch because then Tavares, he, he comes off the books after one season. And, I, I mean, Flip, he ends up taking less to stay, I would imagine, um, to still remain this captain then make like six or seven million bucks. But that opens up that extra four million that you could pay Willie. So it's really just like one extra year that this team is in a bit of a crunch um, that I think they'll 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 figure out how to get out of it. Um you know, whether it's moving out some contracts or again, you're hoping that you see a, a bigger increase, like a five million dollar cap increase this summer, which is what is expected. But they've got money coming off the books too. Like, you know, Bertuzzi's coming off the books. And I mean, how 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 well has is, is he been the last couple of days as well, though? Like hopefully they can try and retain him as well. He's one where it's like, uh, you know, that would be a luxury keep if they can try and figure out a long-term deal with him. But, like, this second line, Nylander, Tavares, and Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, they were dominant on Friday. Literally, the only reason why they got two points on Friday because of those guys. And then, again, here in, in against Minnesota, 
probably again the 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 best offensive line i would say um most productive most dangerous one at five on five and you know again it's it's all being led by by william nylander but you do have Tavares and and you know tyler bertuzzi all playing at a high level right now as well yeah they're they're they found their form right now they know what's working and i kind of said it on the last podcast that they get no, they get the better opportune matchups at times, right? Because teams have to still respect Austin Matthews, Mitch Martin, or Matthew Nyes, that top line. So guess what? You you pick your poison now. And this is, I think, what the Leafs were hoping for when they when they signed Bertuzzi, when they brought in Max Domi, is that now teams are going to have to respect the depth of this Leaf scoring more than than past years. And one thing I do like about this, this second line is, is how they're getting their offense. They're not cheating for offense. They're willing to do the work. Yeah. Nylander, like he's got, he's bringing in the puck. Teams are obviously keying on him, and that's even Tavares and the and Bertuzzi open for chances. Yeah, and they're going to the net, man. Like yeah. they're going to the net, and like Bertuzzi's goal the other night. What happened? Literally just went to the net, parked his butt in front, and Willie put it on a. Put it on, uh, you know, a, a, a seed right onto his stick, and he was able just to kind of tap it in. Um, so that's that's what you're looking for, right? And and Tavares yesterday, you know, a couple good chances, rang one off the bar, but he gets himself in those scoring areas as well. Um, but yeah, Nylander, big weekend for him, five points. This guy's just one point shy of the league lead, dude. The league lead in points. It's crazy what this guy is doing right now. Um, and it certainly is growing that contract, but uh, I'm sure we can have plenty more contract talk. If we, we could probably go a full show about yep. talking about this guy's contract. So why don't we just take a break? We'll come back. We'll get into the three stars of the game and uh, break it down a little bit more. And then we didn't see John Klingberg at all this weekend. Dave did not see him. And there was some interesting comments from Sheldon Keefe also ahead of the game on uh, Sunday morning. So we'll tell you about that and what we believe might be next up for John Klingberg. So all that more coming up on the other side. But first, I want to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and it's our good friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay eBay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the price you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're reacting to the Maple Leafs 4-3 overtime win over the Minnesota Wild Sunday morning. Not Saturday evening or Sunday night. It was an 8 a.m. wake up. A little, uh, a little, you know, wake, uh, what do I call it? A bet and breakfast is what I called it. When I, I wrote for Covers.com, did my best bets, which hit, by the way, with the Willie goal. Because I had uh, for my three leg parlay, uh, which was available on FanDuel as well, 
You had Willie to score a goal. You had Leafs over three and a half team goals. And they had the Leafs to win on the money line. And all three of those bets cashed when Willie scored the OT winner. So it was awesome to see. I went from 0 for 3 to 3 for 3 with the one goal by my guy, Willie Styles. Um Let's get to uh, let's get to three stars of the game for tonight. So why don't we start with the third star from the game? Go ahead, Dave. Uh, I'm going to give it to Morgan Riley. Scored a goal in this game, and that that Nylander goal doesn't happen if he doesn't make the defensive play. In you know in the defensive zone to get pretty yeah. much like they call it a block, but it was like a sliding. Got the like yeah, the puck is the TJ Brody. That's that's yeah. the TJ Brody, you know, marquee move. He's finally learning something positive defensively from TJ Brody. I'm glad that Mark is finally doing that. Um, and you know, it's it, it was that play, but it was also like watching that goal. That's where Morgan Riley's at his best, right? Finding a way to get you know to be that extra. Oh, I call it the extra forward. I don't mean that because he's not the greatest defensively. I just mean he has those offensive instincts, right? You get him in a prime scoring chance and he gets a clean shot up. He's he can beat goalies quite easily. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think he uh I, I do like what I what I saw from him in this game. Yeah, I had him as my third star as well. A goal to uh two assists end up with five shots on net too over 26 minutes of ice time and and you said it like the game winner was set up by a good defensive play by mo to to kind of get the little penguin slide and block the puck and then able to to you know get it and and get it up to uh to willie for to finish it off so uh you know he was doing it on on both ends of the ice uh and you know, the, this team needs that type of stuff because, you know, the, the blue line gets ridiculed a lot and, and it's it's led by Morgan Riley. So when he's making plays on both ends of the ice, that's clearly a good thing. And, you know, obviously scored a goal uh, as well. So, um, you know, getting offense on the blue line, big time help with the Maple Leafs. Uh, all right. Who's your second star? This is a, this was a tough one. I was trying to figure out who exactly was deserving of it. I'm going to give it to Matthew Nyes. Okay, interesting. I liked his goal, and I, I I think he there was like times where that top line has been, I wouldn't say inv- invisible, but they hadn't had the impact that I like to see. Yeah, like they're they're not like totally out of it. They've gotten now. This was this was a big game for them, I think, to get themselves back on track and a little bit more confident. And I mean, that's just a world class shot. Matthew Nyes like we I know that there was concern about whether he could be a regular producer offensively this year if he gets themselves in those scoring chances like he did on that goal this kid's gonna put up some good numbers yeah especially if he continues to play on that top line like that top line is still waiting to really explode you know we saw it a little bit a couple weeks ago where you know Marner had back-to-back four-point games and you know Matthews had a hat trick in one of those and it's like okay Nyes had a couple of goals as well it's like okay is this is this top line about to to take off and then it kind of fizzled out and we haven't seen you know the crazy offense from them um even you know like Matthews goal comes on the power play not at five on five so yeah, I'm still waiting to see, you know, th- this team come alive in that sense and, and Marner really to to explode uh, and go on a long run of points, uh, kind of like he did last year. What do you do, like 16 or 17 games straight with a point? 
last season. Um, so I, I'm I'm waiting for that to happen. And once that does, you know that Matthew Nyes is definitely going to be a part of it. Um, oh, the NHL just sent out their three stars of the week, by the way. William Nylander, second star of the week. We'll touch on that in a sec. Uh, my second, uh, my second star goes to the second line. I'm cheating, Dave, obviously, because that's what I do here on uh, the Locked On Lee spot. But I thought they were the most dangerous line again. You know, like they, they, they really are. And you make a, a, a good point where you know the the opposition has to make a concession to one of these two lines, and more often than not, they're sending their top shutdown pair to you know match up against Matthews and and, and Marner which does allow that, you know, the Tavares, Nylander, Bertuzzi line to, to cook They're, they They should be overmatched. And, and, you know, they have been for a couple of years here, the Tavares and Nylander duo. It just hasn't worked for whatever reason. Now it's working. Now these guys are playing some solid hockey. Like you've got Tavares up over a point per game. You got Bertuzzi finally scoring some goals here. Uh, Tavares, I think, rang one off the bar last night, close to scoring or yesterday morning, close to scoring, you know, another one. Um, they generated a team high seven scoring chances at five on five in the game against Minnesota. And uh, I just think as a line, they're really, really gelling right now. They're very obviously the top offensive line for the Maple Leafs for the last you know few games here. And uh, it's it's quite quite something to see. Right. And I think that this is a line that they've found some chemistry with and they should be rolling with for a long while. So. Uh, I like what I saw out of them, so I gave them my second star of the game. I cheated on Friday. I don't know if, uh, how much of the episode you saw on Friday. I listened. I, listened. I, I did the proud, double. Proud of you. Proud of you. Not only did I cheat, I did the double cheat. I um, But, yeah, no, that, that second line has like, – it's it's my favorite line to watch right now. Dude, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Like, you got Willie – being electric, you've got Tavares has been been an ox, and then you know Tyler Bertuzzi now playing with some confidence. He's like an ox out there and, and going to the net. He's going to the corners and he's making good plays. Like even on um, on uh, Friday, like you know it was he, he ends up winning the board battle on Justin Hall to set up the the game winning goal. Right, like it was. You know, like he's he's just doing a lot of me for reminding us that you're still not great at playing defense. Yeah, no, exactly. So it, it made us feel a little bit better. Although at least Justin Hall was in the lineup, unlike uh, John Klingberg, which we'll get to in a minute. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a sec because I think there could be there could be something afoot there. Um, but yeah, second line, they're they're cooking right now. They're cooking. Let them let them cook. Let them cook. Uh, first star of the game. First star of the weekend. And really, he's been the first star uh, of this team all season long. I was gonna say, it's Willie, yeah. Willie, Willie Nye, the wrist shot guy. You know, he didn't get first star in the three stars from the NHL this week, and it's not even Nylander's fault. They only played two games. He didn't give the guy an opportunity to get more points than Kale McCarr. True. How many points did McCarr get? I'm gonna look into that while you. He talk had. About he had eight points. Eight points in three games. That's pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. But hey, you give and Nylander had five points in two games. Yeah, yeah. Crosby five chance. goals. Five goals in four games. He got yeah. third star. Anyways, uh Willie's our first star of the game, though. For sure. Yeah. For Will don't worry. Willie, your first star where it matters most. Okay. Yeah. Um 
I, 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 that overtime goal, I don't know how I, I watched that too many, like more times than I probably want to admit. Um, because we've seen it how many times and how effortlessly it looked. Like, at what point did you think he was scoring on that play? Uh, I mean, the second he put the shoulder down and decided I'm going to get an edge on the defender, I'm like, okay, okay, let's see what you can do here. And then just made a, a nice little play to, you know, chip the puck past the goaltender. Um, but that's when Willie's at his best, man, when he gets a little bend in the knee, takes it hard to the paint. And, you know, he's been able to score that way. And, and you know, for years, people have been clamoring for Willie to do stuff like this instead of yield stop up at the, you know, at the, at the bottom of the circle, which is what he was always king for. Stop up and he tried to wait for the trailing man and try and dump it off. Well, now he's just taking matters into his own hands. And he's like, I'm going to take this to the net. I'm the king of Sweden. I'm going to end this game. And that's exactly what he did. Um, but he's been doing that even on North American ice too. He just, you know, he's, he's playing with swag. He's playing with confidence right now. And, uh, he can take a game over in a snap. And we've seen this happen many, many times. Saw it happen in both of these games in Sweden. And, uh, you know, obviously it, it was a big weekend for him being back at his home country, his home city, hundred, you know, friends and family in, in the stands through these games. Of course he wanted to put on a show. But he's been doing this all season long, man. Like he's he's been the best player for the Maple Leafs through 17 games. I don't think you can really question that. Um, the proof's in the pudding. Go go look at the go look at where you know Willie is in in terms of the 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 stats. He's ahead of Matthews. He's ahead of Marner. He's just one point shy of the league lead. It's it's crazy. Um, but certainly he was he was the best Leaf once again um, on on Friday and and able to to dominate in a fashion that he did and put the team on his back, win the game in overtime, and to close out the, the global series finale in Sweden, I thought you couldn't have wrote a better ending for, for Willie. No, you couldn't have. It, it, also, shout out to the Nylander family, uh, yes. especially Michael Nylander, the, the biggest cheerleader. Like, like, I, I wish they didn't go away from him as brief as they did when they cut uh, away from the overtime. Um it just shows how important this weekend was, not just for him, but his family, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's tough. To, I know he makes a lot of money, but it's tough to just tell your family, hey, come and watch me in North America, right? Well, right. even even he said, like, like his grandma's never been, she can't get on a plane, can't really get over to North America. So, you know, having her there, seeing him play for the first time in the NHL was, was huge for him. And, uh, I'm sure it's a memory that that you know he'll never forget. She'll never forget, and anyone else who was in the building to watch him uh, watch him cook will never forget. Yeah, I know exactly. And uh, he, I don't know if you see the uh, that one talk show where he has the tank top on. Yeah, just how confident he is to just go out on a talk show like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. No one nope. wants to see that. No, no one wants to see it in the tank, Dave. No, no, nobody. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take one more quick break. When we get back, John Klingberg did not play, might not ever play again for the Maple Leafs. What are we talking about? Well, we'll explain in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. 
Nylander could score 50 goals or the Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup and you could be winning big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Nylander or Matthews or uh, Kale McCarr, Crosby, any of those stars will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, or more in any given game. So you want to ride the hot hand with William Nylander? Maybe consider going to sleeper and taking the over on his point totals because he's got points in 17 straight goals in five straight games. Consider that as one of your plays because to win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of Eight player stats. You heard me, Lee fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked On At Least podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We are your hosts here at Locked On Leafs, and uh, we have daily content for you Monday through Friday. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, uh, audio, whichever app you use, also up on YouTube. Uh, if you could subscribe to the show, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, give us a, a like. Comment down below, too, what you think is happening with William Nylander. Has he priced himself out, or do you think the Leafs will – Figure out a way to make it work and, and get him to, to stick around because it's it's going to be interesting what happens there. Um, but also, what 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 happens with John Klingberg? Let us know in the comment section down below what you think happens to John Klingberg, who, Dave, missed the entire weekend. I'm a GOAT. I'm a GOAT. I, I, and, and a bad way, not the greatest of all time. I'm just an absolute moron because I came on this very podcast uh, about like less than a week ago. Um, I think it was like Thursday or Wednesday or something like that. And I said, I think this is going to be a big weekend for John Klingberg. This is maybe where he turns it around. He's going to come back. He's going to be in Sweden. And it's a chance for him to uh, to pick up his game and play in front of his hometown fans, gain some confidence. I think this is where Ken Klingberg turns it around. Dave, he didn't play. Did not play. Apparently, the the... The, the ride over in the plane uh, did some bad things to whatever injury is ailing John Klingberg, and he ended up missing the weekend. And Sheldon Keefe had some weird comments in regards to John Klingberg when asked, you know, if it looks like it's going to be a longer-term thing with him, and he said, it's kind of looking that way. What do you make of this whole situation? I mean, the fact that, like, the whole reason – to that he didn't even get a chance to play to is that the flight didn't do him any good right like they gave him some time to heal all of a sudden the flight kind of just undid everything that they did to treat whatever it is again we have no idea what it is and this he is played what... he played the saturday before that's yeah, exactly like, yeah that's, that's what doesn't make sense he so there's gonna be your... for the yeah, he said he's injured for the Friday game against the Flames. Yeah, he's play injured, Saturday. can't play. Then play Saturday, and then all of a sudden, you know, now it's looking like a long-term injury. Like, did he re-aggravate something on Saturday? Or, you know, they're trying to say that the flight was uh, was an issue. I, I don't know, but 
it, it looks weird. Yeah, and especially if and and look, the Elliot Freeman did say on uh, Thirty Two Thoughts, and he also said it on the Jeff Merrick show that there's going to be a conversation about where they're going with John Klingberg, and he said that there should be some clarity, whether it's a temporary absence or a longer one. We're gonna get some clarity on that soon. If that's an LTIR situation, you know for a fact there is going to be such an uproar, like more of an uproar than the Matt Murray one, because Matt Murray actually had surgery. They actually named what he had. Klingberg, yeah. we got zilch, no idea. Nobody can diagnose. Nobody can figure out what's going on with John Klingberg. Is this Other turning he's into not very good at hockey right now? Is this turning into Robada Island stint? Like, is that what you're alluding to here? Well, just when you look at when you hear them say it's going to be a long term, longer term situation, that's L, like if he's out for a couple weeks, you're putting him on LTIR. You're not going to be like, ah, we'll see how things go. No, you're going to put you're putting this guy on LTIR and you're going to well, ride. Hold on, though. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. A couple of weeks is different than a couple of yeah. months. Like, that's I what know. I mean here. So like I, yeah, I, 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 I don't even know. Like again, if I if it was like a hip issue, because I mean that could be what it is. Because when you're thinking of injuries that a flight could impact, it's got to be something along those lines. Again, I'm speculating. I don't like speculating on injuries because then yeah. we could be coming back in a couple of days and apparently clean where we day to day. Like that's that could easily happen as well. But if it is a few months. We know that that's going to benefit the Leafs in such a big way. And it could benefit them even if they wanted to move. Like, let's say Klingberg, they put him on LTR because he's out for a few months and they decide we're going to try to move this contract. Teams will take a guy who's on LTIR. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And, and especially if it's an insured contract. And I know that Klingberg, half of his money was paid as a bonus. So he only has half his salary, which prorated is probably less than $2 million that would be actually owed. And if it's insured, I mean, most teams probably would would take that on if they're getting a little bit of a sweetener uh, in addition, or at least getting their own money off the books so they can save actual cash. And that does lead us to the conversation of, you know, how this Klingberg situation could could be hinting and, and setting up a potential trade with the Calgary Flames. We know that the Leafs have significant interest in Nikita Zadorov, and apparently Chris Tanev could be packaged with Zadorov in a possible deal. The only way that that could happen and come to fruition is if they get that Klingberg money off the books. Yeah, and if you're Calgary, right, you're dealing two defensemen who are on expiring contracts mm-hmm. that, and and they're not insignificant cap hits right there we always know that when you're getting into like the three four five plus million dollar deals teams are like ah can you can you take can you can we get a haircut on that because that's that's what make those deals possible so for calgary if you want to maximize your return in any deal involving these players it's either going to come in salary retention or if you don't want to retain a lot of salary then you have to take a contract back, even if it's another expiring deal. That's why the Klingberg swap just makes so much sense because if Calgary is trading Zadorov and Tanev, 
that signif- that signals that they're not going to be pushing to compete this year. Right. So taking back contracts and assets should be top priority for this Calgary team. Yeah. Is it something you want to see? Do you want to see the Leafs swing for Zadorov and Tanev? Or are those the pieces that can put this team in the place they need to be? It's better than what they have right now. But if they make this trade, like that takes away any other trade. Like this would completely cap them out. And like this, that has to be the the two guys that they bring in because they're not going to be able to go out and make another addition afterward. Because I, I is this the right or this is this the right trade to make? So yeah, the reason why I'm more on board with this is because I watched this Minnesota game and the Leafs really struggled in front of their net. Joseph Wall was moving all around trying to get himself the best chance to make a save. Mm-hmm. They need someone that's going to actually do something in front of the net and actually defend in front of the net. No better guy than that than Zadorov, who is just going to do it in the most rude and bully way possible. So they do need someone like that. The question that I have is who is out there that we could realistically expect the least to get that better. There might be better players out there. We just don't know who's available because we're talking in November. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, do you want to use that one magic bullet now? Or would you rather wait a little bit? Like the team's winning. They're in a good spot. They're top 10 in the league. They're starting to move up the the divisional standings here. Um, or do you wait a little bit and see what other options you have? Like that, that's what I'm saying here is do you really want to make this quick, abrupt move now? Or do you maybe want to wait another couple of months for more teams to fall out of it, more players to end up on the trade block, and maybe there's a, a better fit or a, a better situation um, that could come along uh you know for for the maple Leafs at some point the only other thing i will say is no team is giving up a top pairing defenseman i'm not, wow, like that's I, not true that's not I mean, true that, that 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 happens all the time like what what why don't you think that could happen jacob trickman got traded last year he was the top pairing guy well he was for minutes for the coyotes yeah i was gonna say he was now it's like that deal hasn't panned out exactly the way Ottawa, I think, has expected. Eric Carlson, Eric Carlson just got dealt this past summer. Top well, pairing guy. San Jose can't, couldn't, didn't want to pay that money for a team that's. I'm dark. just saying, there's, there's, there's always like guys. But here's the thing: you brought up young. Eric, Car- you brought up Eric Carlson. He wasn't helping the least with the issues that they have. No, right? no, 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 they're not. No, right? no, no. Like you have to find the right defense. It's not just a matter of getting a top. Like there probably are. Teams that might consider trading a top defense to pair defense. Like Seth Jones. Like Seth Jones. I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna trade for yeah. Seth Jones. This is just a, a name I'm throwing out there. Yeah. But like, you know, a guy like that in Chicago, would I be shocked if they if somebody, maybe not Toronto, but some team, you know, gave them a nice package to take yeah. Seth Jones off their hands? Like the team kind of stinks anyway. Like I know they had Connor Bedard, but like that's that guy's making a lot of money for a lot of years. And if a team, you know, that's competitive wants to bring him into the fold maybe there's some salary retention involved perhaps uh you know it wouldn't shock me to see to see that happen i'm just saying like it's 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 yeah, not inconceivable it's just, it's that a top like, that a top blue liner could end up on the on the open market it's just like seth jones doesn't 
doesn't move the needle in that regard for me, right? Just because he's really struggled. Teams are willing to move away from a Seth Jones like at Chicago because that contract's an albatross. The they're not like it's and he's he hasn't looked he hasn't played the part right ever since ever since he got dealt right ever since he got dealt to Columbus. It's just like hasn't worked for him, right? Yeah. So I like and you also look at like the free agents going into this going into. uh agency and i just don't like see a free agent that like is brett pesci a better option than going out and getting zadorov or tanev possibly right possibly. like brandon montour is not going anywhere the, the panthers are good <laughs> they might just ride it out and figure out if they can find a way to keep him yeah the, the the blue jackets added a bunch to their blue line they're not off to a good start do they try and unload some of those guys Potentially, maybe that could be an option where the Leafs could try and, and swing in there and pick up, you know, a defenseman or, or, or two, you know, the, well, the Kraken perhaps, I mean, they're kind of starting to win some games now and they're in it, but, you know, I think Adam Larson could be an option or, or a, a Jamie Alexiak could be an option for them this, uh, this year. Like there, I think there's options is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, so, I don't think like I, I understand the need to try to get the deal done now because Zadorov and Tanev are the hot names, but Calgary's right. putting their names out there for a reason. They want to get ahead of the market a little bit here, right? If once there's competition, they're about then then it, then they're in a tougher negotiating uh, position. So Calgary, right. Calgary is smart to get ahead, and if you're another team right now that's on the fence, you may want to pick a side very soon. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that things are getting. I know that it's not good for TV. I know it's not good for the coverage of trade deadline if these deals happen ahead of time. And <laughs> the Leafs need help right now. The Leafs need help. Yeah. They can't wait until March or February, or whenever the trade deadline is this year, to get it done. The Preds have. The Preds are, are a terrible hockey team this year. I don't like, I know. Dante Fabro's name has always been brought up, but he hasn't lived up to the billing of a top. Yeah. He, he's he been in a weird situation where I think he's been like healthy scratched in the last couple of years. And I just think he needs a change of scenery because he was he a good. He could. And he's young, right? Like only 25 years old. Well, that's about the age where defensemen start to like blossom into into what they they could be or should be. Um, he's got like 200 plus games under his belt in the NHL for sure. Uh, outside of that, like Roman Yossi's not going anywhere. <laughs> the Leafs are not going down the Tyson Berry uh, route again, obviously. So they don't really have any blue liners. Brian McDonough, I mean, at his age and at that contract, maybe not. Um, Luke Shen, possibly, who's played one game. For, uh, for Nashville this year. Um, he's hurt though, right? Yeah, I think that was an injury that occurred there. But yeah, there's, I don't know. We'll see what happens, um, but we'll we'll definitely try and stay as up to date in this process as we possibly can. Again, the latest uh, that, that we've heard is that Toronto definitely interested in Zdorov and Tanev. And if Klingberg does go to LTIR, it does kind of open up opportunity to uh, to make a deal and bring in some money also would allow them to activate Connor Timmins as well uh so 
couple things that could happen if L- Klingberg lands on LTIR, uh, which could be very soon. Could be very, very soon. All right, buddy. Uh, good show today. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. That'll do it for us today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily <coughs> leaves content. Oh, wow. Uh, follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. Leave a like and a comment if you're watching here on YouTube. That'd be greatly appreciated. It really does help with the algorithm and, and helps us grow the show. Uh, we'll be back with another, with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.